What's up, everybody? This is Judy. They call me listening to Mad Love. Welcome. So happy September. Welcome to the month. Come on now. It's my favorite time of the year. Uh, in 15 days, I will have my birthday. I Listen, I don't ever really seek out a lot of attention, but on my birthday, I'm a whore for attention. <laughs> don't know why I don't know I just I just like my birthday especially now because about what when I was turning what in 2011 I got very very ill and I had uh I was wearing a defibrillator it it was all bad and it was right around my birthday of 2011 so I was turning I don't know what 40 something 42 or 43 and I had uh I had just, you know, like, I was turning 42. And I, you know, had really escaped death in a lot of ways. And my healing was still going on, but the acute crisis was was over. And ever since then, I mean, I've always liked my birthday, but now I don't take them for granted. Now every birthday is like, you know, a milestone. And uh, I'm just happy. I love my birthday. And when people want to pay me some attention, I love it. But any other time of the year, it's like, yeah, no, thanks. Um, I'm good. (laughs) I don't need a spotlight except on September 16th. (laughs) I don't know. Is this how I'm wired? Um, But I'm genuinely and generally happy all of September. It's just my favorite month, you know. Many, many years ago, 53 years ago, my parents were anxiously awaiting my arrival. I ain't even know. I was getting ready to get here. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, the world's a better place because I'm here. Not in a braggy way, just, you know. I keep my little tiny corner of the world interesting, and uh, I feel like people appreciate that. So, anyway, enough about that. So Serena is finishing up her career at the U.S. Open. And while I don't have time to watch, I do want people to understand I am a huge Venus and Serena Williams fan. I love what they did for tennis. I don't have the time that I used to have, so I can't. I mean, just sitting down and watching TV like that, the busier you get, it's harder to even justify doing that. Um, But, yeah, I'm proud of her. I'm proud of her legacy. I'm proud of her relationship with her sister. I thought what they did was magnificent. Because there was a time when you'd have to face both Venus and Serena, one or the other, and they knocked around a lot of uh, people uh, so that one of them would win. And then it became clear it was going to mostly be Serena. And I remember that one time uh, they faced each other. I know they faced each other many times, but one time, like, uh, it was so sweet and it was so interesting to see the big sister versus the little sister because the big sister was like I really wanted her to win I wanted this for her and Serena was like she's the best person I know but I really wanted to win (laughs) that's the difference (laughs) and I'm proud of both of them and what a spectacular and amazing career she's had and in my book for my uh reference she's the best tennis player I've ever seen, and I've watched a lot of tennis over the years. And let's be honest, American tennis was not getting any love. Those men had been fading. There was no true star, really. Uh, Sampras and I want to say, who was the other guy? He wasn't American, though. American tennis just didn't have anybody there. 
There was nobody. And then the, the Williams sisters showed up in, in tennis. Then you had Tiger in golf. And it was just like a brave new world. A world where you had to struggle to, to watch for people of color. I watched Yannick Noah when I was a kid. Yes, I told you. I've watched a lot of tennis. And, uh, you know, he's French. There were no black American tennis players. There was one, and he never really did take off. I want to say his name was Malachi something or Malavi Washington, something like that. I told you, I watched a lot of tennis. I even subscribed to Tennis Magazine when I was in college. I played tennis, not professional or anything, but I used to play. And um, I watched a lot of tennis, and I watched Agassi when he had hair and all of that. And uh, the men's side usually was producing a superstar. There was nobody on men's or women's American that, that it was just dead in the water. And then here come the Williams sisters, and they were amazing and spectacular. Congratulations, Serena. Uh, amazing. Amazing. Oh, so, it, like I said, it's September. I'm excited. It's just a good time. We've had cool mornings here. It's been really, really nice. Actually, uh, it hasn't. I I was a little warm yesterday on an afternoon walk, but not too bad. Not too bad. Um, super busy. Work is keeping me busy. If I could talk about my work, um, that's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother podcast. Uh, I am excited about uh, my female-centered podcast that I'm working on, and I just need to get all my ducks in a row. I'm usually pretty, pretty mm, thoughtful, and uh, I just really focus in for the months of August and probably all the way up until my actual birthday because there are things that are going to stay in this past year of my life and things that are are going to happen in the new year for me. So I'm excited because I've had a hell of a year. September 1, 2021 to September 1, 2022 have been transformative, uh, has been transformative. Insert the proper grammar. <laughs> it's early and I'm, I'm scattered. I'm still all pumped about Serena. Um, yeah, it's been an amazing year. I've had a, a very transformative year. Um, some key victories, you know, certainly some frustrations. Turo is one of those frustrations. I have had a year now on Turo that, that was, I think yesterday was the year anniversary. And for me, I'm using it as a year proof of concept. I know that I offer a service that people will pay money for. And so I'm excited to, uh, uh, start to build partnerships for automate partners, which is my vision for a new kind of rental car company as a concierge rental experience. And it won't be for everyone. Everyone won't get a car. Uh, it's just, it's not going to be designed to be Hertz, um, or a, we're not even really competing with them. I find that, you know, customer service is the real, um, advantage, market advantage that everybody, if everybody, if every company, including Turo, just invested in customer service, that would be the biggest competitive advantage you could ask for. You know, I'm tired of talking to people with thick accents without a a real sense of urgency, and I'm not discriminating. When I call, I want an American response to an American problem. Like, I'm impatient. And, you know, I remember one time I lost my debit card 
And a person on the phone for the bank was clearly not American, clearly never had lost any money like that and was just sort of like, you know, okay. I'm like, no, no, okay. I need some urgency here. You know, I don't have a ton of money and I don't want it all stolen, you know. So, yeah, I think if people really want to change the trajectory of their company, they they need to invest in American customer service. And now you got all these fancy phone systems. People can be answering the phone from anywhere. Just be in America and be American and care about good customer service. So, um, yeah, that's just the way I feel about that. I, you know, I, I love other countries and other cultures, but when it comes to customer service, I want a good experience. You know, and uh, sometimes it's just like, where am I calling? And why, who's training you? This is bad. So anyway, uh, yeah, my plan is to have a a podcast for women that is just as popular as Joe Rogan. uh, But having conversations, because Joe Rogan is a lot like Entourage. I watch it. I've seen episodes and it's it's okay, but I know it's not designed for me. So I enjoy it, but it's it's not must see for me because I know it's not really designed for me. And so at first when I tried to watch Entourage, I couldn't get into it at all. And then I I had to have a like a moment like this isn't designed for me. This is designed for like 25 year old dudes. And I like cars. So I would like to watch them drive different cars and that kind of thing but it was like this show is just really not aimed at me so I need to just get over it so that's kind of way the kind of the way I feel about the Joe Rogan experience like he has interesting guests I think you know I've always liked Joe Rogan but this dude he's the dude from Fear Factor I watched him on uh, news radio uh and now he's like this cultural icon and really has the power to shape people's minds and there's nothing wrong with that, but some of his ideas and some of the things he entertains are a little out there. I don't know that I agree with him about COVID because um, I don't think he thinks it was a real thing. And um, that I don't understand because I know people who died from COVID. I know people who had loved ones die from COVID. And it's like, it was real, bro. And yes, the comorbidity is a problem. But I think that's a bigger issue underlying American health and America, uh, American unhealth and our terrible system. I respect and value doctors and nurses, but our medical system is not prepared for any kind of mass trauma. And there's going to be another one. Um, viruses are just, they want to live. They evolve just like humans do. We haven't evolved in a long time. Viruses are evolving right now. How many COVID variants are there? There, I just read about two more. So the key is to work on your immune system. Eat real food. You know, somebody, uh, you know, my hairstylist, Kim, she's been on the program. Her mom had a heart attack. I'm not trying to blow up her business or anything, but this is important. The number one killer for women And I don't think most women know this, which is partly why I want to do the female-centric podcast, is heart disease. Most women die of a broken heart. And that's sad because you don't have to. We need to take care of ourselves better. We need to know the symptoms. Our symptoms for heart attack are different than they are for men. You know, pain in your back, pain in your teeth, um, 
shooting pain down your left arm is one thing, but for women, it can also show up in your back. And I remember when I was having uh, heart issues, I read the pamphlet. I was like, I have all of this. I never knew this. None of this seems like heart shit to me, but it was. And, uh, you know, it's just important. Don't smoke. Stop smoking. If you're a woman, literally stop smoking right now. It's the worst thing in the world for you. Um, They put formaldehyde in cigarettes. Did you know that? Yes, embalming fluid. Come on, dog. Like, stop smoking. Eat real food. And that boost, boost your immune system with getting good sleep. Get Drink fresh water. Get a Brita. I know everybody can't afford a, a, a water filtration system on their, on their sinks. But get a Brita. You can afford that. Um, get some of these impurities out of your water. Get the, the lead and some of the heavy metals out of your water. I mean, all this stuff is important. And uh, it, it will keep you alive and healthy because I'm not talking about like, let's just stay alive to be alive. I mean, alive and healthy because there are, I think natural selection is coming. A lot of folks ain't going to make it. And it, it might not it might not be COVID, but it'll be something else. And, uh, you know, your immune system is designed to protect you from all this stuff. But, you know, we keep killing it with poor food choices and odd lifestyle choices. I don't know why people still smoke. It's horrible for you. Um, But yeah. So yeah, I'm on a tangent. I'm just so serious about it. And I think there's room for someone and I could be that someone to, to, to be the Joe Rogan for women. I mean, you know, this guy has a massive following and he has interesting guests and he has some interesting theories, some of which I enjoy listening to. Some of it, it's like, uh, you know, that we're not going to agree. Um, but, you know, I think if you look at Gen X and I think he and I both are Gen X, we're stuck in the middle of two of the biggest and most, mm, I don't know, kind of out of touch generations out there. Because I think the boomers, a lot of them need to take several seats. Um, They just, it's just, they've done too much. And then you've got the millennials who think everything revolves around them. You know, they're the same, really. They're the same. We were the latchkey kids. We were the step kids (laughs) in the middle. And so many influential and interesting people are Gen X. Gary Vaynerchuk, Joe Rogan, um, uh, I can't think of any more. I just, but you know what I mean? Like these counterculture thinkers, people who are like, just work hard, you know, stop waiting for everybody to clap because you walked into the room. That's a very Gen X attitude. I'm a Gen Xer, so I don't know. We'll see. But I hope you have a great day. Happy Thursday. Labor Day is Monday. So this is a long weekend for Americans, and let's go get it. Have a great day and a great weekend, and we'll meet back here soon, all right? Be your best.